Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that's sideline to sideline. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe. For media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. Time to talk 3A. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett, Grant Goodwin here. Sideline to sideline, the 3A edition. Brought to you by SI Design and Printing. Power Plus Mouthguard. Small Town Society right here on L4 Media. How you doing, Mr. Goodwin? Doing great. Doing excellent. Uh, speaking of 3A, uh, we're leading. At, well, I say we're leading. We do the 2A show first, but we still feel like the 2A show is kind of its different thing and then 3A and 4A. Mm-hmm. We're leading with the 3A show tonight because we've got 3A uh, fun that we're going to. We're, we're making this one of our big trips of the year. We're going to be going down this week to see uh, Columbus versus Hitchcock. We cannot wait. Yeah, that, it's there's nothing about this game that tells me we're wasting our time. No, right? I mean, especially after what they did to two really good teams this past week. What, how the game played out last year. Yep, how the game played out last year. Also, we're going down a night early, mm-hmm. a little bit of Galveston, a little bit of shrimp and stuff, a little bit of maybe Gatos, a little fishing. I mean, we're just, we're making it a whole, we, yeah. you've been getting married, I'm engaged, and you and I haven't had, got to spend a lot of that our time together and so we actually have a lot no we haven't we really we, have way too much we've only been together we've been seven on, of the last nine weeks on eight hour drives to games yes yeah Th- that's this that's, one's actually a short drive yeah we're just gonna take a long time getting back uh <laughs> yeah. we, we need to after this past weekend of football man i you know i i told my dad we were joking about what's a good football weekend or sports weekend and i was like hey as long as the rangers sweep ha 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 Mm-hmm. It's a great, no matter what else happens, dude, Marshall gets beat. Texas gets beat Dallas. I, you don't even call what happened to them get beat, but Hey, the Rangers <laughs> did win those two games. What so. happened to the Cowboys is illegal in the United States. I, the only thing I'll say positive about that is uh, first off, you'd hear intern Noah and I talk about it not during the coverage, but that, that 
beating was so bad that a lot of times that comes back around in the playoffs. Well, the positive is that's probably going to come back, but it's Dallas still going to get it in shorts, but it can't be that bad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that they're that. I don't, as they got outclassed, they got outclassed. And, and I'll go back to what we talked about on the intern. No, on the show with intern. No, my biggest issue is I just don't like this offense. The, the, this new and improved Mark, Mike McCarthy, Texas coast is looks like 1995. Green I don't Bay. even know why we're, tagging you know like what four players are from texas let's yeah. talk about the college where <sighs> they are texas dude texas and the aggies laws man. i am right and, but both i think is it, we said it in the two-way show uh, of the three losses i think that those two are positive losses they suck but i think you can see the growth yeah. in texas and i think a&m is quietly bounced back from that miami loss hey i challenge you to run on the aggies yeah, that's true. Yeah, but but they couldn't run either. That, well, no, I know, but we're just picking out positive. You want to see the right? development of the SEC from ten years ago? Ten years ago, when the two teams couldn't run, it'd be a nine-six game. Now both teams could pass ball. Max well, Johnson's starting the, to look really good. Here's the thing, too: is Bama and Georgia had those defensive lines nobody else did. Yeah, now everybody Texas does. and. Not everybody, but a lot of teams. Well, I mean, do. the good teams, the good teams, yeah. right? But Texas and Texas A&M have those type of lines and that's a good start i i thought that uh, uh i've always been a big ivan mazel reader and, and watcher mm -hmm. and, and I, I thought he said it best talking about texas and ou he goes you know everybody keeps talking about our ou and texas ready for the sec and he said they are the sec well, he said maybe it's time that is the sec <laughs> ready for texas and ou because both of well, them texas and a and m right now are as much if not more sec than what SEC is, yeah. You look like at what Mississippi's doing, Missouri's doing. I know A&M's already in the SEC. Yeah, but, but yeah, I know what you mean. But, but yeah, even OU's defense showed out. Yeah, you know, and, and I mean, they've been Texas strong all year. To, yeah, yeah, they have. And you know, people were thinking, is it aberration or who they know. played? And, right, but it's not. They're they're legitimately good. So all right. Yeah. So now let's talk about what we're supposed to be talking about. That's three A. We're gonna do what we always do here. Why don't on you ever quote me? You said you quoted that guy. Or whatever, Ivan Mazel. Yeah, but you never quote me. I actually, I said a lot of things about the game, and you said I, you know, to quote. Okay, Frank so what if so wait, so I'm supposed to listen to you, uh -huh. and then quote it back to you? Well, not to me. I mean, it's in the microphone here. Yes. Okay. But so to the listeners. So you know, I was really impressed with what Grant Goodwin said about Texas and A and M are both already SEC. Thank you. You're welcome. You I quoted you last week on KETR, by the way. You did. Yeah, What'd I really did. Say? We were talking about the Honey Grove Cooper game, uh -huh. and uh, I had played that part of it for the the KETR show. You can hear if you're around Commerce 88.9 KETR every Friday night at six o'clock. Anywhere in East Texas. Really, really. now because they've improved their signal, and you, you can actually hear it in like. I could hear it into Marshall, uh, and so you can hear it all over East Texas. So what did you, you say? What did you say? I, I just talked to, quoted you that you know big time uh -huh. games, and yeah, yeah. you usually get mm -hmm. those in a rematch in the playoffs. I don't think I even said that. <laughs> How would you know? I've got fifteen years worth of quotes I can use. I mean, I, I appreciate you quote me, but quote me on something I actually said. Oh, actually, so I never, probably would. I was about to say you've that. never said that. I <laughs> probably have said that, said but that I didn't say times. that the other day. I didn't say you said it about them. I just said you, all, you and I always talk about how when two good teams play in district in today's the way divisions are, usually those two teams will see each other again in the playoffs. 
I, I, see, I try, okay, to, no, I try to do for thanks you. Thanks for quoting me, not quoting me. You know what? We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review week seven. I might be the only one, apparently. I might just have to quote him, and that's all he wants right now. Right here. Oh, you better quote me on this Bushland mule shoe game. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. On. Sideline to sideline. Helmets don't protect every direction of force. And in some sports, uh, a helmet just isn't part of the equipment, like basketball or soccer. Hockey has a small type of helmet. They just don't protect you against all the directions of forces that come into play. You can get forces on top of your head, on the side, on the back, but under the chin, there's nothing to protect that except for a physiologically positioned jaw. Putting your jaw in its physiologic rest position brings the actual jawbone away from the skull so that when you receive that force from an impact, that force doesn't get translated through the joint into that cradle of the skull, injuring the brain. L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. Terry Benegrant Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline, the Class 3A show brought to you by Side Design and Printing, Small Town Society, and Power Plus Mouthguard. Uh, our sponsor that has technically dropped for the rest of this year on this show, but is, all, is still part of the Munster uh, football show, the Munster Chamber of Commerce. You actually got to go out to Oktoberfest this past sun, uh, Sunday, and you had a blast. I had a blast. Before I get into that, I want to apologize for laying out on you on that last segment. Oh, now you're going to apologize? I'm trying to teach you a lesson. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, you need to teach me a lesson. Yeah, well, how how would you do it? Would... What? Mom. <laughs> hey, Mom, text me if you can hear me. We're having some technical issues. <laughs> My well, mom listens all the time. She has no clue what we're talking about with teams, though. Do you think she's in oh, her? No. Do you think she's in her sewing circle talking about? You know, I tell you sewing what, children, you got to watch out for children. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the casino circle. Once she, oh, is she retired, oh, wait, wait, is she up there running? She's could, spending all my inheritance. Like I was hoping to retire from this show. Yeah, you're not gonna be really able to, quick. Yeah. But, Every time I call her, I hear these ding, 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 ding in the back. I'm like, oh. I know it's bad when you are talking about adopting (laughs) a kid just so y'all can put him to work on the stuff, too. So is she trying to get bets up there? Like, what's the play on Gilmer versus Pleasant Grove? I'm about 10 bucks. I don't think they have that. Oh, you know, that's the crazy. And I know you and I have seen it in person. We know there's betting on the sidelines, not on the actual sidelines, but on the sides of games and stuff. Yeah. But when you read things like you read the Mighty Mites book and stuff and you you hear about how much they were overtly betting in the press box, that just blows my mind to think about that. So Matt Step, next time we're in a press box together, we're gonna have to lay some bets. Yeah, play little, me up on the action. We'll, Matt. we'll play in the back. Do you think Matt knows where the action is? Oh, gambling I, wise, I know he knows where the action is on the other things. I'm pretty sure he probably. <laughs> knows. Oh man, I broke my pen. Um, but uh, I, I bet, I bet we could make some uh, action on the game while throwing craps up I'm against the corner. I'm gonna look forward to yeah, getting some action down in uh, for Hitchcock and Wait, what kind of action? No, oh football. That. 
I was wondering why you wanted two rooms and plastic on one of the rooms. That was a little weird. We could do that. All right, let's talk Bushland Mule Shoe. Uh, Bushland Mm -hmm. dominates. uh, As Chris Welch for Bushland uh, Falcon Media said, hey, this is a good Mule Shoe team. Even after the game, he said, look, we got on them early and often, but he felt that their running back could give some teams problems. But Bushland, look, the 509 yards of offense is awesome. Dawson Jaco, 21 to 27, 387 yards. All that's great. Six touchdowns. By That's the way. great. It's holding Mule Shoe to 26 points. It's the most important thing because the yeah. Bushland Falcon team will not advance just on offense this year. They're going to have to get their defense to play big boy football when it comes to the Brocks, the Jim Neds of the world. And I, I think Mule Shoe's not that far off from those. No, I don't. And I think uh, I don't either. And I think Bushland in that second half against Canadian started tightening it up a little bit, right? Canadian's going to score on anybody. Oh, they yeah. are just a machine. But that Bushland Falcon defense played so much better in the second half against Canadian, holding Muleshoe to 26 points. I th- I think Bushland, like a lot of people statewide, probably had some of the shine knocked off of Bushland after the loss to Canadian like that. We saw it in person, though. I'm telling you, Bushland is a region threat. I'm going to quote you. Oh. At oh, half, no, great. Thank at, you. At halftime of that game, you literally turned to me and said, we're going to find out what Bushland's about this second half. Not that they, if they come back and win, but if they come back and made it a game. Yeah. They got it to within 10 points before Canadian kind of broke their back. I, I just feel, this feels like a different Bushland team this year. You know, there's times when really good teams, even elite teams, just are up against it one night, whether they're playing a better team or just a bad just, night a bad night it's you can tell a lot how a team responds when there's a lot really honestly nothing to play for you know that that's and what, i don't think at the point at the end of the first quarter bushland canadian did bushland really have anything to play for down what was it 35 to not seven? in a non-district game no, doesn't really no. matter but those dudes turn it around and they played like they were in it yep you know and that, that tells me a lot, a lot about Bushland. People are going to pass on Bushland against the Brocks and all that yeah. because of that Canadian game. They're going to overlook the games where Bushland just absolutely throttles a really good mule shoe team, by the way. Yeah, I mean, this mule, uh, that was their first points. loss. They're going to bypass that and pass that off as nothing. And then a Bushland is going to, pull the big upset against a Brock or somebody like that and end up in the region finals. And then they're going to say, we never saw that coming. Now for Muleshoe, I want to see what they do in two weeks against shallow water. Shallow water is three and three. But again, when you look at who they've played this year and played a murderers, they started out. zero and three because they lost the Monahan Seminole and Hereford and don't laugh about the Hereford. (laughs) Hereford's actually pretty good this year. Darn good. Uh, Since then they went on a three game winning streak. Hereford was all sophomores. Sophomores Yeah. Adam Naren, the coach last year. And it sucks because we were doing the show. Uh, just because nobody was listening because they're one and nine, but he made the smart decision. You're seeing more coaches do that. Just you bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other school that did that this year. That's really, really good. Oh, Benbrook. Now Benbrook did get upset this past week, but Benbrook did the same thing. A ton of sophomores last year, they went one and nine and mm-hmm. now they're six and one. Yeah. Uh, when you're comfortable in your job and the people around you support you, that's what happens with a program goes down. Yeah. You're allowed the time to go, okay, we're going to 
it's going to be tough this year, but it's going to pay off for the next two years. And and, and I know they lost this game, but I, I, I still like Muleshoe to be a team that could make some uh, make some hay in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Muleshoe's going to be just fine. How about Hitchcock, 62, Yoakum, 32? And let me tell you, I picked – Yoakum in the upset in this one. Yeah, Jeremy of Columbus was giving you a hard time. Me and him always chat on uh, Facebook Messenger during the games, and mm-hmm. he, he was giving you a hard time. But he did say, Yoakum, man, Yoakum's talented. It's just they, they, they just don't full of studs. They don't man. protect I, the ball at times. I, I guess not. I mean, I I did not go back and watch this game like I should have before the uh, before the show. Uh, so I don't know exactly what happened, but Hitchcock, man. Right now, I mean, they got the big test coming up against Columbus, but uh, Hitchcock just leaves no doubt. Yeah, you know, in this game, it, it was uh, they jumped out two touchdowns, and Hitchcock. Uh, I mean, Yoakum scored eighteen uh, in in the second quarter, and then Hitchcock just stretched it out from there. They scored uh, twenty six in the third and finished it off. And we've just talked too much athleticism. It- exactly, just just how good they are athletically. Oh, they got their- go daddies at. Every skill position. Their biggest issue is their line at times. Uh, but and, and but how I, much has the line make it, made a difference so far? So far, not none. none. Now, we'll, none. now the great thing you about the, the region quick and you get the ball out to playmakers yeah. in space. And I don't think their line is is bad as what. People no, it's just when when they're when when you have a great team, you try to find what is the weaknesses, and I think people. Right. I think consider have, that to be sort of the weakness. I I think they're good in the lines, though. That's the thing. I think it's just maybe a misconception now. You know, they'll be contested, right, yeah. up front on both sides of the ball against a very good Columbus team, by the way, that beat Hallettsville. I think really that was good. more impressive than even what Hitchcock's did. Oh, yeah, Hallett, mean, just because to, Hallettsville came into this game on fire. Yeah, and to, to defensively hold them to 14 points. Again, what was they, it, 42 to 14? Yeah, 42 to 14. And, again, we talk about it. Columbus at times last year defensively can kind of disappear they didn't in this game, and and I, I truly do. And of course, we'll talk about it in the next one. I truly think, you know, we, we knew we we know some of the games we're going to go see are going to be like Brownwood, Stephenville. I think this game next, this week is going to be just as good as anything we've seen this I, year. Right now, I I think, and well, let's not get ahead of yeah, ourselves. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Columbus and Hallettsville. All right, Gunner sixty four, Bell six. Man, Bell's thought they might have had a chance, right? Dude, you, you, I will give you credit. <laughs> you have said it from week two that Gunner was better this year than they were last year. I think they're. I'm not going to say infinitely better, but they're a step ahead or a a step higher than they were last year. Yeah, at least yeah, right? I, I agree. And, and Bell's I, and Bell's is still pretty good this year too. I mean, that, that's the thing. This isn't like right. Bell's is, you know, demonstratively less than they were last year. Oh, that's not a plucky Bell's team at all yeah bells is gonna win a few games in the playoffs again the, the thing that as fun as gunner's run is is holiday and bells are two teams that in any other region would have chances to make the semifinals and they're just the glass ceiling is above them and it's painted gunner blue and yeah. it's, it's tough for them and i holiday is playing damn good football right now back-to-back shutouts offense is finally blooming we do a holiday show if they play today, I think Gunner wins by three touchdowns. Think I, about it's just Gunner, where Gunner is. If you're going to beat Gunner, your defensive line better get penetration every other play. Otherwise, Gunner's going to run right past you. And you've got to every you've time. Got to, every time. And if they're not going to run it past you, 
They're going to hit you deep. You've got to figure out the reads on when Overman is going to pitch or keep or hope you get lucky instead of one out of four, two out of four. And let's not mention the gunner defensive front. That does not get enough A little bit undersized sometimes, I guess, you know, uh, compared to who they're going up against. But but they're so quick. Yeah. And they're they're just they're tenacious. I know people might have the gunner of a couple years ago that lost to Franklin in their mind, where they were all offensive and their defense was was not as good. That ain't this gunner. That wasn't last year's gunner. Gunner's defense last year, in my opinion, was better than their offense. This might be the best gunner team that we've seen out of this whole run. And they still might not make state if 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 them and Canadian if that game's just played a certain. way. I, I can't. I'm wait. gonna I'm gonna hold my res- reservations on that one. Yeah, because. I don't know who I'm going to pick in that one, but that is two immovable forces meeting oh, right yeah. there. I, I don't – Canadian kind of right now just blows my mind. It's way too early to even think about that. All right, Jacksboro takes care of Eastland, 49-24. to Jacksboro's nine, now 6-0. and uh, They put up 617 yards of offense, had 10 plays that covered 20 yards or more. Uh, Lando Belcher threw for 350 yards. Uh, Cannon Valenzuela had eight catches for 184 yards. Tell me if that's not an offense is clicking. I mean, that's again, we, 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 there's so many times when we start talking about a team and, and you go, Oh yeah, they're in three, a division two region one, but Jacksboro. And Hey, while we're at this district, give a shout out to Millsap. They pulled off a big upset. I don't know what's wrong with Comanche. If y'all, if you're got to Coman- be injuries. Yeah, right? I mean, they started out three and zero, and since then they've been three and three, and and they've been two of them were a really good team. And I'm not saying Millsap's not a good team. Millsap's a really good team, but like two of them were to Albany and, and Toller. Okay, you get that, right? But, but to get beat by Millsap and to get beat by them thirty five to twenty two. Uh, I just if, if you're a fan of Comanche or if you know, email us uh, Grant and Terry at s two s sport dot com. Uh, also, by the way, we have a Millsap Coaches Show each and every week with Coach Jacob Johnson. But uh, yeah, five three A. If you'd have told me, you know, after one week, it would be Jacksboro and Millsap and Merkel leading the way and controlling their own destiny. I'd have said you're probably crazy. Merkel's got a really good quarterback. Though. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Badgers are five and one, and they play yeah. Eastland and and Eastland. I'm t- Eastland. I, I still I know Eastland. They're gonna kill Eastland. No, but I mean, I was gonna say Eastland is not as bad as their record. I know they're one in five. But they were competitive against Clyde. They were competitive against Holly. They were competitive against Breckenridge. They beat Jim Ned. And then they were competitive for a half against Jacksboro. So if yeah. Eastland cannot, but you've got to figure with them that confidence is an issue. Because, you know, last year they were one and nine. So in their last 14 games, they've won two. Um, I'm not saying they beat Merkel, but it wouldn't shock me if that game's really, really close. No, that, that game is going to be close. And they might beat Merkel. I'm just saying. You know what a game that wasn't close? What? Canadian 63, Childers 21. I know. Canadian 606. Uh, I think it was 606 yards of total offense. 332 of that was on the ground. 274 of that was uh, through the air. That scares the balance right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and this Canadian defense is so physical. They're so quick. Man, those safeties, those linebackers just fill all the gaps and just – how do you beat them? I don't know. And I think you and I were talking in two a about how defense is different now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, honey Grove's saying, no, it's the same. Just go out and shut everybody out. But, <laughs> right. but it's, it's situational. And I think the other word that you hear a lot now is complimentary football. Right. And Canadians defense does that with their offense. Mm-hmm. And at times in the past, their defense hasn't. 
we, we've talked about there was a year, I can't remember who it was that upset them in the first, uh, in the non-district. It might have been Bushland. And, and they jumped out real big on Bushland, but they gassed themselves out to where their offense, because their defense wasn't able to make stops in the second half, that Canadians' offense actually was on the field too much and wore themselves down. This year, it just feels different. Like, yeah, Bushland crawled back in, but when Canadian finally had to make the stop of stops, it was two sacks, three plays out and a punt, and Canadian took control back control of the game. Yeah, Canadian seems to have that switch on both yes, sides yes. of the ball. And, and at and, times and defensively, ready, they haven't in the last couple of years. Flip, we're going to flip the switch. We're going to do what we got to do, right? Canadian, to me, reminds me of basically when you look at the dudes – they're the referio of the panhandle. That's a good way to describe it. Look at how they're built and just look at the way they play. Yeah. They're aggressive, but they still yeah, like have that. the technique. That's what Canadian is. And again, going back to us not get ahead of ourselves, but Canadian gunner. We're still a long ways away from that, but man, marking it on the calendar. Uh, hey, look at what Clyde's doing. The Bulldogs are six and zero. They beat Vernon sixty to thirty six. Stop uh, you right there. Okay. Clyde is probably the most underrated team right now in all of Class Three A. And Clyde's quarterback Blake Carr. Tell me how you're going to game plan to stop him. Yeah, and you know you look at this region, and you know you got you know Bushland of course, and you got Brock. But I mean Brock has shown some warts this year. It, it, Clyde is one of those teams that could fill in for the White Sparrows or, or or that world, and you got Paradise too. I don't want to forget them, but but don't be surprised if Clyde ends up beating a couple surprise teams in the playoffs and ends up uh, going a couple rounds. And if so, it'd be a great story. I mean, this is a program that the last five years they've made the playoffs twice and got their doors beat in the first round. Their best uh, wins is seven wins back in 2019. They were just one and eight two years ago. Uh, and this is, you know, Danny Dudgeon, this is his third year. Again, in 2021, he said, hey, we're going to play a bunch of sophomores and we're going to take our beatings. And last year they were improved to four and six, and now they're six and zero. Oh. And I think they beat a solid Vernon team. I mean, no, this ain't the Vernons of the early 2000s, but this hey, is still a pretty good Vernon team. Vernon that, came in five and zero oh to this game. Yeah, and they Both were, teams came in five and zero. Oh. Yes, and, and, you know, last year uh, they, they brought a lot back from last year's squad. Uh, and, and, you know, for, I, this is first off has been a fun district because you look at Iowa Park, they're one and oh, they played a hell of a non-district schedule and they beat Breckenridge to start things. And Breckenridge, uh, they started out the year 0 and 2 and then they had won three in a row, including beating Cisco and Benbrook. Uh, this 3-3A Division One, we didn't talk a lot about it in the Big Osh preview because we said Jim Ned and everybody else. Well, everybody else is pretty good. And Jim Ned. They they got back on the win streak after losing and two Jim weeks Ned ago. And Ned has Clyde this week. That yeah. will preview this Yeah, we're going to preview that. Up. Yeah, and, and so that that's probably going to decide the district. Uh, Malakoff, oh, go ahead. But look at what Blake Carr did. I, oh, yeah, I sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah, what Blake Carr, for the quarterback for Clyde, did against Vernon, he ran for 255 yards and threw for 185. Then their receiver, Kendrick Johnson, Three catches for 90 yards. Yeah, and uh, this that's going to be a good matchup with Jim Ned. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to talk about this one. Uh, you know, we, we talk about Honeygrove and Tua, and they haven't given up a point. While Malakoff has given up points, it ain't been many, especially over the last five games, if they've given up seven points in five games with four shutouts. Against a pretty good yeah, schedule. Yeah. I mean, they, th that resume they've got is about as impressive as you're going to see in 3A. Now, does this loss kind of make you, hmm, Teague or Tig? 
because the Lions, I didn't think they were going to win. Both of us picked Malakoff, and we both picked Malakoff comfortably. But I thought that the uh, that the Lions of Tig would at least put some points on the board. I, I'm a little concerned because against Centerville, they couldn't score. And against Malakoff, they couldn't score. That's the two best defenses they've played all year, and both of them have contained them. Well, if you're a Teague Lions fan, you've got to take this game off the resume and just say this was a special team you're playing. Because Malakoff right now is playing their way into Arlington favorites right now. I mean, the way Mike Jones is playing, look at not even talking about the defense. The defense has been spectacular. Yeah. Mike Jones, quarterback, 12 of 19 for 187 uh, passing. Jaron Hall, 110 yards, 25 carry. Chauncey Hogg, just five carries, but 85 yards. I mean, this was an offense. Five catches, I'm sorry. Yeah, this was an offense that came in with only three starters. Everybody said, hey, Malakoff's going to be really good defensively, but they're going to struggle offensively. Offense, the beat. Yeah, offensively on the year, 56, 51 against Grandview, 42, 51, 76, 51, and 35. Yeah, I don't – Malakoff's a tough out. I don't know how you're going to beat him. Um, that, Malakoff's looking almost invincible right now. Yeah, they, they really, really are, and it, it's fun to watch. All right, uh, Little River Academy, 36, Cameron Yo, 28. Uh, Little River Academy quarterback Casey Mraz threw for 142 yards, which for him was a low night because they yeah. they they relied on their run game that had over 200 yards of of running, including uh, Cavalli Neely ran for 190 yards on 32 carries. Uh, the game score is 36-28, but Academy outgained Cameron 401 to 270. Uh, mistakes kept Little River Academy from taking this game a little further out and making it a, a bigger score. And I think that's where their concern has to be in this tough district and in this tough region in the playoffs. You can, you can play, mis- have mistakes and beat a yo and yo still a good team, but you cannot do that and beat the Franklins, the Columbuses, the Lorenos, any of those of the world. Yeah. We got a, a, a few weeks. We get to see them go to Lorena or I'm sorry, to Franklin yes. and uh, test their medal. And we'll be at that game. For yeah. sure. I think uh, we had planned on next week being at Lorena, uh, Lorena at Franklin. Yeah. I think next week we're going to do Silsby uh, versus Hampshire Finette. Yeah. We'll and talk about them before the last game of the season. We're going to go see Academy at Franklin. And yeah. that's going to be a fun game. Right. We, we said it three weeks ago before we set the schedule. I, I, in one of these shows, I said, uh, I have a feeling we're going to be in Southeast Texas a lot the last few weeks. And lo and behold, we're yeah. going to be in Southeast Texas a lot. Deservedly so. That's where some great football is being played. All right. That is a look at week seven. We're going to take a break and we're going to talk week eight. And of course, Coach X will have his comments and we'll do all that on the other side right here on Sideline to Sideline, the 3A show brought to you by SI Design and Printing. Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help 
you do that, check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe. Benny Grant Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline, the Class 3A edition. We did the review of Week 7. Now we're going to preview Week 8. But before we do that, we want to thank one of our sponsors, and that's Small Town Society right there in Franklin. Of course, they're also the title sponsor of the Franklin Football Show, which will be back this week. Uh, Last week, uh, they happen to be on by anyway, but last week, uh, every few weeks in the season, shows get pushed around. Coaches have to do other things. And so they, all of those shows got pushed to Thursday. And then Wednesday night, we had the storm of storms here in Dallas. And the power was knocked out in the studio for most of Thursday. In fact, it actually went back out on Friday, too, while I was out of town. Uh, so that's why we didn't have some of the shows. They're all back this week. But we want to thank Small Town Society. You can find them online, shopsmalltownsociety.com. If you have a, a female friend that's a big football fan, they have everything you want, especially if you're a t- uh, Franklin fan. They have some of the gr- best uh, game day Franklin charts. Of course, we have the one up here that's the come and get it. You have the, was it Franklin? I Don't mess with Franklin. Says, come and take it, not come and get it. Oh, yeah, come and take it. Either way, sorry. Oh, it's been one we of have nights. a lot of Texas history to go over. We're going to talk about Oh, we're going go to we're gonna go to San Jacinto. Is that what you're going to do? You're going to be my yeah. tour guide, even though I've been there a million times? I appreciate that. I don't know. You didn't even know they had a TV on the <laughs> monument that was the weirdest conversation ever well, it is I mean, they're going to be showing was... washington oregon saturday yes. so we can go they also have holiday gear uh at small holiday town Eagles? societies so again awesome. why would they have holiday gear not the... okay that's actually pretty funny i'll give you that but check out smalltownsociety.com also now you can if you have paypal you can use paypal credit there you can also pay over time with installments with other. That's a big thing now. Small Town Society accepts all those. So, again, check them out, smalltownsociety.com. And once again, I do apologize to you all for Grant so taking over the shirt. Yeah, you can finance the shirt. You really can. Yeah, you really can. You can finance the shirt. <laughs> I'm in the financial position right now. To where you to need to. <laughs> you're, you're a married man now. So, you got it. Yeah, you're One dollar. <laughs> hey, you know what? What? Listen. Oh no! God! I love doing that to you. It's Coach X time as he's going to give his diatribe and then talk a little 3A football. Oh, he's talking 4A and in the 3A show. 
how dare you guys? Didn't you know that this show is supposed to be dedicated to the 4A district in East Texas? I mean, you guys talk about the marquee matchups like Jacksonville versus Chapel Hill, Athens versus Palestine, Kilgore versus Blake Shelton's ex-wife's hometown, Lindell. She's also from Marshall, by the way. I mean, you made that guy from Lindell cry all over the message boards. Let's go Eagles. More like let's go Kleenex and not in the happy way. I mean, you made that guy whine harder than that weird girl from the from Europe crying about how it's so hot sometimes. How dare you? And he's got quite the erection for that guy. On you know, he just hey, hey hey, he's targeting everybody else but us this year. Oh, so let true. him. Good job, Coach X. Good job. Good we, job. We, good man. golf good clap job. there. All right, so let's preview three A week eight. Let's go ahead and start where we're going to be because it is a star-studded lineup. Columbus, you've got an offense that we've been talking about for two years now. Adam Schobel at quarterback, Tyvon Whitehead. But to me, the di biggest difference is this year the Cardinal defense has been more consistent through the year. Well, and they're, they're yeah, on both sides of the line, they are so much more physical, it seems like, right? Yes. But, I mean, you still cannot discount the athleticism of Hitchcock and receiver Lloyd Jones. Oh, no. Uh, Keisha Johnson, Bryce Dorsey, Cole Fisher. That's that's like a four-headed monster out there. Um, you know, I say quarter uh, receive or what am I trying to do? Here? I don't know, man. Oh you my okay? God, quarterback Lloyd Jones, and then his receivers, Kelshawn Johnson, Bryce Dorsey, and Cole Fisher. Can they hold up against uh, in this uh, front? The the defensive front of Columbus, their offensive line, Columbus's offensive line is so good. Their defensive front is the kind of the unsung hero of this Columbus Cardinal uh, defense or team, right? Yeah. I uh, mean, I talked to Coach Smith from Hitchcock today, and, you know, he was telling us, come on down. We're glad to have you. And he was like, you know, we're, it's going to be tough because they're physical on both sides of the ball. You know, th this, no, but th I think Hitchcock is that much more physical than they were last year. I think, uh, I think the, 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 the one little, I don't know. I, I think people think that Hitchcock is weak in the lines and they are not. I don't think they're weak, but I think that's their weakest point that if they're going, if they don't, their weakest point, but my gosh, as good as Yoakum was up front on both sides of the ball and Hitchcock just, disposed of them that quick yeah I, I think you have to also you look back at last year first off this you and i had already seen hitchcock mm -hmm. uh but this was the game that announced hitchcock on the state like you had them ranked and people were like why do you have them ranked and then they beat columbus and they were like oh that's why you have them ranked mm -hmm. but after that where is where the line started getting them they lost to howitzville a couple weeks later 42 to 21 and then they lost to franklin 53 to 18 uh, the same team that Columbus lost to, but Columbus lost to it 24-21. I, 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 right now, I think Columbus is a better team than Hitchcock. That doesn't mean in this game I think Columbus necessarily wins because, mm. A, this is a rivalry game, and, and I think what Hitchcock— well, you can't base it off of last year's performance, though. you got to go this year. And, and I think Columbus Hitch is playing better this year. Oh, they are, but then, so is Hitchcock. Hitchcock. I mean, right? I, I think I mean, Columbus Hitch is playing better than Hitchcock, Hitchcock right now. won it last year on the last drive. Yes, right? great game, 33-28. But we got to throw that out the door. Yes. Right? And to pick this game, like everything tells me to pick Columbus because— those boys are physical on both sides of the line. I think I had made a comment last year when Columbus played Franklin saying they weren't as physical and, you know, Franklin was going to beat oh, them. Oh, Columbus, down. people got mad at you. 
They did. Oh yeah, Jeremy talked. He even made the joke this week when we were talking about that. He, he goes, the only, he said, yeah, I, I said something about, hey, you need to tell everybody we're going to be down at the Hitchcock game. And he said, yeah, they love Grant. Just don't bring up that what he said about Franklin or oh, something like no, that. No, I did. Well, well I, I mean, you're I just giving. Did that? You're just I, giving. I probably did mean that last year. Yeah, and they proved my, us wrong, even my, though they lost. Yeah, my impression of uh, Columbus this year is totally different. Yes, totally different. Um, man. I, this one is so close. It's literally pick. it's a zero I, point spread on on Dave Campbell's. That tells you that they're literally saying this is a, a too close to call. Yeah, I don't I I don't even take into account we are the end all go all <laughs> be all of three uh, A football. So Dave Campbell doesn't mean anything, right? Well, I like I'm him kidding. for the research. I'm I know, kidding. I know, I know. I'm kidding. Um, shots fired. <laughs> no shots not fired. Don't go up against the Bible. <laughs> I, I like Columbus in this game. <sighs> do I have to pick? Yeah, you do. Okay. Um, hey, why don't we say what Coach X has to say and see if he changes your view? No, he won't. But I'm going Hitchcock in a very, very close one. I, I want to just because I have no idea. I like the physicality now of Columbus, even though I may not have liked them last year. I see the light. I see the light, but the athleticism on the edges. I think I'm going Hitchcock. It's a different game. I have no problem with that. And uh, Lloyd Jones get the ball out really quick. If Lloyd Jones, let me say this. If Lloyd Jones, the quarterback for Hitchcock, has a chance to get the ball out quick to his playmakers, they win. If he has to hold the ball, it all comes down to the Columbus secondary, maybe. If Columbus can cover the receivers up and play decent run defense in the middle, then Columbus can win. But I think that Hitchcock can hold him up just enough. And Lloyd Jones gets the ball out to Johnson and Dorsey Fisher and all those guys. And they win a close one. So I'm going Hitchcock in a very close one. I would love to say that this is a rematch. We'll see. And we might, but in this region, you can't make that prediction. Whoever wins this time. If Hitchcock beats columbus like i'm picking they won't win in the matchup because i don't think they'll rematch though i just think this region's too hard both of these teams could legitimately be beaten the first round not not joking okay but both these teams could also win the region and win state yeah no i agree that's again that's how great this region is yeah this this could be a state championship type game yep and I think we're going to have that atmosphere. All right. Coach X said, dude, this one here. First, you got the guy who found the new world. Notice how I said found and not discovered. You can't discover something that already George has a lot Washington? of people there. Okay. Speaking of needing a history lesson, Columbus. No, but you can George find- Washington. Columbus is the guy that he's talking about. No, George Washington founded this country. That would be like he me. found the country. That he would- found the whole country. Would you stop. That would be like me and Grant going to L.A. and being like, dude, look what we discovered. Can you believe nobody's ever seen this place before? Hey there, Coach X. There are buildings of people here already. Shut up, Grant. We discovered this place. Now plant a flag and start pillaging. Secondly, you have the Wild Bill American icon. Side note, I know I might be late to the party on this, but Deadwood is an awesome show. Yes, it is. Jeremy, your team is really making your town proud. I think I'll have to pull this off and make yeah, that's anyway, and make the Wild Bill Aces have eights and ex, and explorers win. Wait, what? That's a blackjack thing. Yeah, I don't know. 
No, it's and Jeremy's blackjack. No, not blackjack. I'm sorry. Uh, it's called poker. Mm-hmm. Oh, poker. I used to, okay, yeah, 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 yeah I got not you. Just your fiance. Well, in that, it's a gambling game too. You can poker, <laughs> play poker, or and Jeremy is Columbus. Uh, mm-hmm. Our our Columbus fan, Jeremy Hargrove. Oh, by the way, uh, in, uh, note here: this is live sports reporting. Mm-hmm. At the end of the second inning, the Texas Rangers are up six to nothing. Whoa. In a game that if they win, they advance to their first ALCS since 2012, folks. Just want to bra- – late breaking news after you watch this or hear this Wednesday afternoon after the game's already been decided. Anyway. And then they would get to go play the Astros. Or the Twins. Again. Or the Twins. Well, All right. going to play the Twins. Well, I mean, that game, I don't, I, if the Astros ended up winning today, they're up 2-1, to one, but the Twins still have a chance. Yeah. All right. Do they? Yes. I mean, do they can really? we talk football 3A, All please? Right. I want to go back to Columbus settling America. Okay, anyway. All right, Jim, Ned versus Clyde. Let's. Th- <laughs> Mom, can you hear me? <laughs> Jim, Ned versus Clyde. Uh, you know, if you did, talked about this at the beginning of the year, I'd be like, oh, yeah, Jim, Ned will win by three, four touchdowns. Uh, Jim, Ned, they had a quarterback injury. Uh, Dean Guffey has stepped in. He's been solid, but they have had a hiccup. They got beat by a winless Eastland team a couple weeks ago. Uh, Clyde, as we talked about in the review, they're hot. I almost think that they might be the favorite in this game. They they might be. Look, I know Dean Guffey's filled in well from uh, for Jim Ned. Braden Shipman, though, he is the bell cow right now for this uh, Indian offense. Um, I, I really think Jim Ned goes as Braden Shipman goes. Yeah. Thing is, Clyde knows that. Yeah. Right. And why not just load up? Not that Guffy can't hit you down the field because he can, but Clyde, they're going to come back with their own dual threat quarterback who has thrown for 1,270 yards, ran for 1,020. Then he's got uh, two really good receivers in Dejon Booker and Kendrick Johnson. So I'm looking for maybe Clyde. This is in Clyde, I believe. Yeah. And I'm looking for Clyde to win this game in a slight upset. Here's the I don't know if it's an upset. I, I think Clyde's the favorite in this game. Well, I'm not really a favorite. Again, this is another one that's a, a zero point spread. But you you know this. When you're a team like Clyde, and as we talked about, they haven't had a lot of success over the last few years. And Jim Ned's a team that they've been in the same district with for a while. And Jim Ned has beat them and beat them bad. Mm-hmm. Until you finally beat them, you're down seven nothing before you even step on the field. Yeah. And they, if they can figure that out, and if they can weather a first quarter where they might have a turnover or, or anything like that, and Jim Ned gets up, if they can weather that and remind themselves of how good the Bulldogs are this year, then I, I, I think Clyde wins. And, I, and I'm picking Clyde. I think Clyde wins. I don't think it's a, you know, I think it's a one possession game. Oh, but it's it goes down. Yeah, it yeah, goes down it, to the it's fourth just like quarter. yeah, it's just like the I mean if it wasn't for Hitchcock and Columbus, this might be the game of the week in three A Division One. I think we would go to this yes. game if we weren't at Columbus Hitchcock. All right, let's see what Coach X has to say. Doesn't this sound more like a fight at a suburb block party <laughs> than a football game? Hey Bill, what happened down there? Dude, Steve, you missed it. <laughs> Clyde got drunk and was talking about Jimmy Nettie's wife. Jimmy got pissed and said, oh, really? Well, your barbecue is dry and you overseason. And damn, that was it. Cops had to be called. Then Clyde's brother, Cisco, pulled his 12-gauge. Then Mason comes running to help Jimmy. Mason. Yeah, it was an ordeal. Give me the Jimmy Netties to win. First off, I don't know if I'll ever call Jim Ned Jim Ned again. I love Jimmy Netties also sounds like a great band. 
that that just sounds like a great country band, the Jimmy Natties. But I, I I love that. Great job, Coach X. I think uh, he has the only one going Jim Ned though. You're going Clyde. I'm yes. going Clyde. All right. All right. Cool. So he's going to be wrong this week. Yeah, go back to sleep, Coach X. Hey, it's the Battle of the Burrows. And this isn't, again, this could be the other 3A game of the week. Pottsboro versus Winsboro. Uh, I don't think so. Really? No. I think Winsboro absolutely runs Pottsboro out Thank of you. the stadium. I, I feel like I'm the only I'm person so that's been impressed by the quarter and a half of Winsboro <laughs> against Hooks. It wasn't a quarter and a half. It barely made it to, but I am telling you, man. Right now, that Winsboro quarterback, Kyler Finley, wow. Or Finney, wow. And then uh, Will Wilcox and Camden Capehart at receiver. Defense pretty good. I'm telling you right now, Winsboro, if you don't know them on the statewide scene, you're going to know them in the playoffs. Yeah, for all the talk about that offense, their defense over the year have given up 6, 14, 21, 0, 7, and 0. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I know a very good Solid football team. Winsboro is all the way around. I like Pottsboro, but my issue with Pottsboro is they are so reliant on Major McBride. And Major McBride's a special player. And he can't take over. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. But a one-man Johnny does not beat a Winsboro team. No, I I go back to Dawson Pendergrass at Mineola his sophomore year when they were really good around him. And so Uh they, I think they won 12 games or something like that. But when they faced the Mount Vernons and stuff, they, they, you just you couldn't just have one guy go off and expect to win the game. I think he can I, keep it really close. And I think Pottsboro is a team that's going to play a few rounds deep into the playoffs. I don't think they're – I'm not going to try to say they're only Major McBride, but they are so reliant on him. I just think that that – He's ran – look, Major McBride's ran for 1,430 oh, yards so far. He's an absolute yeah. beast. And they got a receiver in Cameron Saunders. It averages like 19 yards a catch. But so here's they're the thing. Great. But, but Winsboro is going to be Winsboro – I am telling you right now, Winsboro is the most underrated team in Class 3A right now. And, and when you talk about Pottsboro, when their teams, their great teams, usually you would name off four to five guys on the offense. You named off two. And, and I think that's good enough well, to get them. And a- they've been very physical on both sides of yes. the line, too. Yes. And I don't think they're quite there yet. Yes. And, and I, I just, I, I'm like you. I just think Winsboro is going to be playing for a long, long time. All right. Let's oh, see what Coach Winsboro's darn good. I was very impressed with them. All right. Let's see what Coach X has to say. The battle for the borough. Do they have a trophy for this one? Yeah, it's called the district trophy, you dummy. They should. What is a borough? <laughs> Isn't wow, that? you said that, not me. Yeah, I said so, it. Coach X, Grant, so says you're not a Grant. dummy. Here's the diatribe next week. Okay. <laughs> Terry hurt my feelings. I quit. I, my team hasn't scored a game in three years. Ooh, tampons and wieners. I can't, I can't Ooh, wait for Tampons and wieners and I can't wait for field and, hockey practice and tandem bites, my friends. Oh, isn't that what the B in the FBI stands for? Those guys called me the other day and were asking about a man on the internet that has the message board handle T Bear. See, this is why I did that. Saying he keeps sending waste <laughs> picks to women's that they didn't ask for. I said, Hey, this is America. Why can't you send a pick of a shin to a pretty lady? The guy said the guy said that the thing the women aren't pretty. I say no more. I understand that is a crime. So be on the lookout for you fuglies for T Bear 69 420. <laughs> <laughs> That's your 
Is that your handle? Yes. T-Bear. On, on, on Fuglies.com. <laughs> Y'all busted me, dadgummit. Oh, um, man. I need me, a link to that site. Give me, you just want to research? You want I'm to not research. really good at technology, but send me a uh, QR code. Uh, give me Winsboro. <laughs> so we all three believe Winsboro uh, is going to win. All right, let me see. He has one more diatribe, so I'll save that one for the last one. Hey, Anawak versus East Chambers. Uh, Anawak's five and one. East Chambers quietly is four and two on the year. Hey, I saw East Chambers on film this year now let me tell you their running game can run it down your throat man anawak five and one they're very physical give me anawak in this one but don't be surprised that east chambers uh running game can keep it close and have a chance to win yeah and, and, and i never thought i would say this but the winner of this game will keep pace with orangeville <laughs> the bobcats <laughs> they, they're four and three but they're three, you know, in that district. You know, right. last year they were they won nine games. I think that was only the second time in twenty years that they'd won nine games. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and then we have uh, Edna versus uh, Vanderbilt uh, Industrial. We we haven't Spit really it out. Man. I know, man. We haven't really talked Edna in the last few weeks. They, I know they had but, such I mean, a non district schedule. We talked about them back to back weeks. Base against Bay City, yeah. And then after that, uh, that was it. I like and uh, Edna in this one, but industrial's not an easy out no it, it's good to see that industrial has settled in as a program that's not just that two-year window that they're, they're actually building off that and for those that said that edna's defense was struggling because of how many points they gave up earlier in the year when it was east bernard and bay city and refurio since then they've given up six points yeah so edna's rounding in the form and we knew edna would round in the well form. we saw edna last year against um lano mm-hmm. i think it was right yeah and all, uh, a lot of those studs are returning, and we automatically knew they were going to be a tough out this year. Yeah. Definite threat to get to Arlington. All right, how about Ingram Moore versus UC uh, Randolph, Universal City Randolph. Ingram Moore's 5-1 and one now. Uh, Randolph is 7-0. and oh. Ingram Moore's quarterback, Kyle Hightower, is a dual-threat quarterback. Randolph's quarterback, uh, Colin Stuckey, is pretty good. Cody Howard at running back. This could be a really good game here. Yeah, you know, uh, University Cindy Randolph, that's the hometown of David Smoke. That's right. Um, that's right. I can honestly say in the, the that's six. That's not really a town, though. No, it's it's, it's a, a military, military base. base and well, I, I guess uh, Universal City yeah, is a but, but it's, town. But it's not one that you, you don't feel the hometown right. feel of. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying you don't when you right. drive through it, you don't feel like The only in. place in Texas where you go to a high school game and you're going on to a military base. Isn't Cole right? like that, too? No, Cole's not. Okay, I know they're big. I, I know their whole team is almost all military. I thought they played on the military base. What do you have well. against um, um, military kids? No, our basketball player. You know the big dude, Shaq. Yeah. Oh yeah, he played at Cole. Cole. That's right. Yeah, he played at Cole. So what do you have against him? You said he lived on a military base, but he didn't. So obviously, but you're I wrong. think he did. His dad was in the military. He didn't live on a military base. No, I really think he did. I really think you're right. I know this from Bandera's head coach who was the offensive coordinator at Cole. But see, here's the thing. He's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ask Coach uh, Amity Amity next uh, tomorrow when I do the show, who's right, you or or Grant Goodwin? Uh, There's no need to get in all that. Hey, we've been doing this show 16 years. I'm I'm asking this part honestly. (laughs) Have we ever brought up Ingram more other than in our Big R's preview show? I mean, maybe not. I mean, this maybe is not. a program that has historically struggled. I know uh, five or six years ago they were eight and three, but I mean, 
historically they're a five and five type of team. I love seeing it this year. What yeah. they've done now, they did lose to Cole in the in district, and Cole's quietly three and three. Uh, but in this game, I, I like Randolph. I like the Rohawks in it. I, I think this week close though. Right. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't think, think Randolph's just blowing the doors off of great teams. No, and, and again, that's the thing with both of these teams. It's who yeah. they've played. It kind of hurts them. Uh, but that defense for uh, the Rohawks this year so far, they've given up 7, 21, 0, 14, 7, and 7. Uh, and they beat uh, Lano 24 to 7 last week. Yeah. And, and Lano is, you know, we keep saying this. I want, before I read Coach X on this one, we keep saying after every loss, and they've played some really good teams, oh, Lano's going to be fine. Maybe they're not. I mean, them. it's not that they lost to the Rohawks. It's, it's that they lost 24-7. to seven. Mm-hmm. That's starting to tell me that maybe they're taking a bigger and, – and we kind of figured they would as far as who they lost, but I really thought that they would be rounding in the form, and it doesn't seem like the Yellow Jacks are rounding in the form. We'll have to keep a watch on that. All right, Coach X says, whenever I see this school, I'm conflicted between thanking these kids for their parents' service and making a joke about Terry. What? Ingram Moore sounds like the dude's name that does my taxes, so I can't pick them because pick them that guy hasn't ever played football. That's Edward Jones. You, you see Randolph Scott, our Western movie star, whose parents fly jets so i'm going with them all right so we all believe randolph and then finish up art versus troop uh, one of the best rivalries yeah, in the very, state and it's right kind of right? it's kind of went dead over the last 15 years because neither team has been good at the same time well a troop is not just good this year they're, they're darn good but arp's not too bad either no they're not um, and, but troop is special right now yeah, the yeah. only thing i don't that that makes me think that Troop might not be elite right now as their defense. Yeah, but offensively, I will say this about their defense. A lot uh, of those points have been in trash time. Yeah. But I agree with you. They're going to score with anybody, but but what's going to happen when they play a team that can score and play like that? I think, I'm not saying Troop's defense is weak. I'm just saying that's the one question that I I have on them. But other than that, Troop. Hey, matches up against anybody that I've seen in 3A. We talk about a lot of names and stuff, but Trey Davis, that mm-hmm. kid for Troop is a D1 talent. He's going to be special at the college level, and he's, yeah. he is special right now. Uh, and he, 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 I think they beat Art. I think they beat Art maybe comfortably, but it is good to I, see I that this is game is a big game again. I think Troop is heads and shoulders right now against a lot of teams in this region. Head and shoulders. Yeah. It, I love them. It, for them, it's just playing consistent football that's each right. week. All right. That's going to do it for the 3A show. Again, you can find us on Facebook, sideline to sideline on Twitter at Grant and Terry. Email us any questions, thoughts, or comments. Grant and Terry at S2S Sport. If you're going to be in Hitchcock, please say hi. If you have a, something you want, a trinket you want to give us from Hitchcock to put on the table, we have the Halloween set up right now. I'll take a t shirt. Something for the table, okay? Quit being selfish. I mean, I own the table, and this is all my stuff. But you quit being selfish and wanting stuff, Mister Goodwin. Uh, like but, a T-shirt, or and if a you'd gift like to send us guidos and oh yeah, uh, yeah we love them. that. And if you two hundred dollars, if you'd like to send us something like Let's Go Eagle, the the guy that Coach X had sent us that Lindell hat over there close to Grant. Just, he sent us this Lindell yes, hat. Yes, yes, I told you that two weeks ago. Just uh, just email us, Grant and Terry at S2S Sport, or message us on Facebook or on Twitter and tell us what you want to send, and we'll give you the studio address. You done? Done. You like? You look like uh, what was the what was the tow truck driver on uh, Dukes of Hazard? Oh, Liam Neeson. No. <laughs>
That was pretty good, though. Anyway, he's Grant Goodwin. I'm Terry Bennett. This has been Sideline to Sideline, the 3 edition, week eight, brought to you by SI Design and Printing on L4 Media. Oh, we ride like a 